Hey guys, this is Caro. Y Mari. And my cat, Tiger, who's meowing in the background. And Mari's allergic to cats, all other cats except my cat. Yes. Mari, uh, so what are you doing for Thanksgiving, Mari? I'm going to have something in my place, and then I'm going to my cousin's. It's tradition. She hosts the Thanksgiving at her place, and then and then we do Thanksgiving. I mean, Christmas. She makes, like, the best turkey. Oh, what does she I do I hate with turkey. That? You do? Yeah, I do. I hate turkey. Is it because it's usually dry? or Yeah, you... and it's, like, so, um... What is it? Gamey to me? Like, I'm just like... <laughs> I don't like it. I like cooking turkey, but I usually get my turkey drunk. I put, like... Yeah, you have to you have to put all kinds of stuff like in turkey. Like wine, yeah. and I put wine, I put... She with... puts, a like, a heat especial, it's, like, it's this Peruvian mm-hmm. sauce and garlic and all that. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to go buy my turkey tomorrow. Shit. I have to remind myself to take Tupperware. <laughs> I love ham. Oh, I love that, but my family doesn't love ham. What? Like so I've taken could... ham to her house before, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, thanks." And none of them touched it. Just like me and Matt. And... Oh, I'll take some. Yeah, and then I get the honey baked ham. Ooh. Have you ever gone? It's I've in had Havre. it, mm-hmm. and it's like it's... I, I get my nails done at the same <sighs> shopping center. So that I do. good, so good. In style nails. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I always see people line up. I'm like, I ain't doing that line. No, the line goes by fast, and you just go and just get one. Mm-hmm. Well, my mother-in-law doesn't ham. Yeah, I love ham. Yeah, I can eat ham like two weeks. I don't like ham with pineapple. I do, because I like pineapple on my pizza too. Oh, gross! Whatever, it's so Heathen. good. <laughs> oh, gross. gross! And then I wish like someone would make scalloped potatoes. I love scalloped potatoes. I prefer that those good. to mash. Um, I like making, oh, I'm going to try, and you know me, I hate cooking. I'm going to try to make uh, stuffing from scratch, like f- from the fresh bread and everything. Oh, okay. I saw an episode on David Chang, uh-huh. his Instagram, and I'm like, ooh. Is David Chang the? Korean guy. Um, m- mama, I call him Mama Faku. Oh, okay. No, I don't yeah. know who that one is. He's really, he's Korean, but he grew up in the same I game. follow another David, but he's Vietnamese, and he was a cook for um, Club 33 in Disneyland. Hmm. Are you... Well, I follow him and Roy Choi, who no. did the Kogi yeah. Tacos. No, this Have you is... had Kogi Tacos? Yes. Oh, I follow them forever. I think I've, I've had them before I even had kids. I like their chilaquiles. The kimchi on the chilaquiles. Mm. I like their tres leches. What? Have you had their tres leches? I don't like tres leches because it's squishy. Oh, I love it. It's like, it, but there's this like chocolate and it has um, tapioca pudding in the middle. Yeah. And tres leches. And on top it's toffee, but like spicy kind of toffee. Hmm. I don't know. It's really good. They're always sold out. No. when They used to, when I lived in Whittier, they used to always have a truck off of Whittier Boulevard yeah. at the Honda. They still do. They still Every do? Every Saturday. Okay, because there have been a couple times. No, and... like me and Bunny used to go looking for them when they would just go everywhere. And they can't come to OC. Why? They're Because OC doesn't allow food trucks. They used to. Oh. Because we're like, come to Orange County. Yeah. No, it's still, still Whittier on Saturdays. That like was that was when I was pregnant. That was yeah. like, bring me chilaquiles, yeah, bring yeah, me tacos, yeah. the coconut. It's ta- never enough. Mm-hmm. The short rib tacos Ooh. are like the best. And then at their... Um, they're burritos because it has mm. tofu. Mm-hmm. It's really good. But, um, so, Mari, what story are we doing today? 
we are doing Charles Cullen, aka the Angel of Death. Um, I think there's a you told me there's a Netflix on it called The Good Nurse. Oh, did Netflix I? Netflix show, yeah. Let me see. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> yeah, did I? Well, there's I know there's a show called The Good Nurse, but that's... yeah, and it's based on him. But no, the the other. Oh no, is it Nurse Jackie? Yeah, Nurse Jackie. I heard it's crazy too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, with Jessica. Ch What's her face? Nurse Amy Chastain. Logren is shocked when Charlie Cullen, one of her colleagues, is found. Yeah. Well, it says found, responsible <laughs> for the murder of dozens of patients over a period of sixteen years across two states and nine hospitals. Yeah. And this came out September eleventh of this year. Mm-hmm. The show. Ooh, Darren Aronofsky. He's the one that did the ballerina. Mm -hmm. um, He's married to Natalie Portman. Okay, there you go. Um, oh, I gotta watch that then. Okay. Okay, so this story is about the good nurse, Charles Cullen, a.k.a. the Angel of Death, born on the 22nd of February, 1960, in West Orange, New Jersey. Cullen had a, what he described to Graber as a miserable childhood. His family was working class and Irish Catholic. His father died not long after his birth, and his mother died while Colin was in high school. That's no excuse to be crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Colin enlisted in the U.S. Navy where he occasionally exhibited troubling behavior and was known to keep to himself. After a suicide attempt, one of several, according to the New York Times, Colin was medically discharged in March of 1984. Colin enrolled in nursing school in Montclair, New Jersey the same year. That's funny, huh? Because it's like West Orange and it's all Montclair and they, we have that here. <laughs> mm -hmm. That same year, to fund his studies, he worked at a series of restaurant franchises at Roy Rogers. He met Adrian Baum, who he married in 1987, the year of his graduation. Later on, Cullen's places of employment included Warren Hospital in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, Morristown Memorial in Morristown, New Jersey, and Liberty Nursing and Rehabilitation Center in Allentown, Pennsylvania. He worked in the cardiac and intensive care units where death is often expected, surrounded by the most gravely ill patients, many of them unconscious. The New York Times wrote, several medical serial killers have found working nights with the sickest of patients to their liking. So there's several medical serial killers? There's been a couple, yeah. Well, it's the easiest way I found out today that to be considered a serial killer, you don't kill the person in the same, in the same location. Like, you know how that guy you were talking about um, that shot all those people at the, at the Colorado? Mm hmm But that was, like, the same location, so it's not considered a serial killer. He's considered, like, a mass murderer. Oh, so the body has to be moved. I mean, what would you rather be, mass murderer or serial killer? It's, like, the same. It's just a different... Yeah, I feel like it... You adjective. Could, I think you could do it, like, within three months. Well, actually, serial killers... Do it through a longer period yeah, yeah. where a mass murder is like, I'm going in and I'm killing whoever the hell's yeah. in my face. Yeah. So they're not considered serial killers because there's so many. But it's, I'd be scared of a serial killer then because they're being secretive. And, and planning stuff and out. And planning stuff out. Where this guy, well, we say guy because mostly it's guys. They go crazy yeah. and they're like, their aim is to kill as many people in one moment in time. Colin's first murder victim is believed to have been John W. Yango Sr., a judge in Jersey City who died in 1988, age 72. An obituary published at the time of his death states that he died of Stevens-Johnson syndrome, a rare allergic reaction. But after Colin's arrest, it turned out, as reported by the Associated Press in 2004, that while Yango had been admitted to the St. Barnabas Hospital due to an allergic reaction, Colin killed him by injecting him with a drug that stopped his heart. 
Yeah. But that's so sad. Like, you go for an allergy yeah. and you don't come out. 1993, Helen D. 91, a patient at Warren Hospital, was recovering from breast cancer surgery when Colin entered her room, asked her son Larry to leave, and gave her an injection. The next day, she became violently ill. Graber writes in his book and died of heart failure. A breast cancer survivor. Hide! Hide! Sorry, someone just walked in at Mari's like, and he was whispering in the corner. And then we hear the the dope bolt in my door. We're like, hello? (laughs) A postmortem examination conducted in 1993 did not test for dioxin, a substance that later turned out to be frequently used by Cullen in his killings. I don't know how to say it. D-I-G-O-X-I-N. Digoxin? Digoxin? Helen Dean's death was deemed to have been the result of natural causes, but Larry Dean was convinced Cullen had killed his mother. He died in 2001 before the nurse was arrested as his crimes revealed. In 2004, Helen Dean's body was exhumed for further testing. Cullen eventually admitted to killing her. How sad. Because he like, was like, yeah. Oh, so the son was blamed for it. but it No, turned- no. The son was blaming him. Like, no, he, he did something. Like, she didn't die of natural, natural causes. causes. But he died before he died before finding out that he was right. He found out anyway he yeah. died. Yeah. Um, well, that's, I know it sucks, but. Yeah. Five years later, 78-year-old Ottermer Schramm, who suffered from strokes, was admitted to Easton Hospital after aspirating, aspirating food into his lungs. Aye. His daughter, Christina Thoth, according to Graber, later remembered her father being taken away for tests by a strange man with a syringe. Shram's health deteriorated unexpectedly before improving. Blood tests revealed abnormally high levels of digoxin. Even though he had been prescribed the substance, Shram's health took another turn and he died a few days later. In December 1998, his death was initially deemed accidental. Cullen ended up pleading guilty to Shram's murder in 2004. In 2003, the Reverend Gloria Gall was taken to the Somerset Medical Center in New Jersey with pneumonia and sepsis. You know what sepsis is, right? Yeah. Isn't that when your blood like starts um, it's like poison in your blood? Yeah. Though he was seriously ill and placed on the ventilator, his loved ones hoped he would recover as he had done during previous bouts of sickness. The New York Times reported, One morning in June, Gal went into cardiac arrest and could not be resuscitated. His body was exhumed after Colin's arrest and Colin eventually pleaded guilty to killing the priest by injecting him with digoxin. It was a priest. That's crazy, huh? Like how you think, like, I'm just going to do this. I'm just going to inject you. Like, you don't even know the person. Oh, maybe that's what, because that's why they're detached. Mm. Maybe that's why it's so easy. Because they're emotion- they're, they, they are already emotionally detached. Obviously, weren't Christian or Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> Collins guessed that he had killed 40 people. So far, investigators have positively identified 29 victims. Confirmed of the 30th victim is currently pending. It's unlikely that he that the tally will ever be complete. Even Collins' lawyer, Johnny Mass, told prosecutors they weren't finished. Some investigators with <laughs> his own lawyer. Yeah. Were it's intimate. Up, it's more. It's more. You better look into it. An intimate knowledge of the case are convinced that the real number is over 300. Jeez. By that reckoning, Charles Cullen would be the biggest serial killer in American history. Ooh, then we gotta talk more about this guy. When Charles Cullen's arrest first made the news, the former nurse was reported to have been sharing a meal of spring rolls and beer with a female friend. A date. Ooh, spring rolls. A date. The New York Times described her when officers apprehended him. The woman was in fact no date, but rather Amy Lauren, a former co-worker of Cullen who had been working with investigators and ultimately helped authorities arrest and prosecute oh, serial killer she nurse. She was a spy. A.K.A. Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain. Oh. <laughs> Colin's marriage to the Adrian Baum ended in divorce. 
duh. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> she killed a Jan- she she filed in January 1993 citing extreme cruelty. According to the Morning Call newspaper covering Eastern Pennsylvania in her filing, she accused him of abusing the two family dogs and of retaliating when she had complained about his turning off the heat in their homes by turning it up to uncomfortable levels. In 1993, Baum called the police and made a domestic violence complaint against her husband. According to Graber, she said Colin was an alcoholic that his drinking resulted in dangerous situations. It was a decade after his divorce in 2002 that Colin began working at Somerset Medical Center. There he met Amy Lauren, the nurse who would ultimately play a pivotal role in his arrest. Colin worked for 16 years at hospitals in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. Following his arrest in December 2003, he he confessed to killing 29 patients, often by administering drug overdoses, at several of the healthcare facilities that employed him. The case marked one of the most infamous instances of serial killings in New Jersey. It also prompted questions about the system that enabled Colin to keep practicing even as people repeatedly died unexpected circumstances under his care. That's true, huh? Like, hmm, everyone you care for is dying. He's a Pisces. <laughs> I'm all, he's a Gemini. Just kidding. No, he's not. <laughs> After Colin was arrested, New Jersey prosecutors agreed to take the death penalty off the table in exchange for his full cooperation. Colin would help identify his dead then spend the rest of his life in prison. He was 44 years old. Colin's crimes in the subject of the Netflix film, The Good Nurse, Eddie Redmayne stars as Colin and Jessica Chastain as Lauren. Ooh, Eddie Redmayne. And you know what? Eddie Redmayne? I can see the resemblance. Ay, so creepy. Look at his eyebrows. Ugh. He's just shaving He's so the creepy. So, should we watch it? Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. We should watch it. Yeah, we should watch it. They're both good actors. Yeah. I love them in The Danish Girl. I haven't seen that. <gasps> so good. Yeah. With, uh, was she in there too? No, no right? Alicia Vikander was his wife. Oh, okay. Laura Croft. Laura Croft. She was the new Laura Croft, the oh, Tomb Raider. Um, uh, you mean Angela Jolie? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. I don't even know who that is. I'm sorry. Water your plants, money. It's street sweeping <laughs> tomorrow. I need to make sure I don't give money to the city. <laughs> should go to like donation to like a charity right mm-hmm. yeah that's true huh but anyway guys watch the netflix oh on netflix i saw the fifa documentary about how south africa mm-hmm. and qatar got the world cups and let's just say it wasn't by a democratic really? vote it was really bad yeah and then so that was good i started watching dead to me but then it was kind of like bad which one's that to me? The one with Christina Applegate. Oh, I love it. But this new season starts. Oh, is this a new season? Yes, it's already out. What? Yeah. When did it start? Like this weekend, like this oh, past man. week. Yeah, it just popped up out of nowhere. But I also want to see, because I'm a huge, I don't mean this in a morbid way, I'm a huge war fan. So All Quiet on the Western Front is actually now on Netflix. I love war movies. Yeah. And so. I love Western movies. No, I don't like Western movies. I love them. Mm-mm. Which, thank God, Westworld was canceled. Who even was... I know... Oh, man, yeah. I, I love Westworld. Um, Maddie's man was watching But it. I was watching... Thank like, God. you never watched Bonanza when you were little? I love Bonanza. I was like... I love it. A little House on the Prairie, all those Western... Like, I love that stuff. Um, Ma! <laughs> Nelly. What other thing I watch? Oh, I'm watching Dangerous Liaisons on Amazon Prime. And The White Lotus Season 2's... Okay, I need to watch that because I heard it's so White good. White Lotus? I've never seen it. Okay. So I think you're going to like too much. Man, I have to catch up all over again. <laughs> I caught up and then it's like. So did you watch White Lotus at all? No. Okay. So you're going to like it. I'm, I I want to talk to someone who's a diehard fan and I want to get the meaning behind the fucking weird music. Okay. Don't tell me. It. Okay. Watch White Lotus. What else? 
Dangerous Liaisons on Amazon Prime. That sounds old. No, it's new. But it's it is uh eighteenth century. Eighteenth century. No, I friends. mean like it sounds like from the eighties or something. No, it's new. Really? But it, yeah. Okay. Dangerous liaisons, what else? Oh, the good nurse. Oh yeah, the good nurse. Okay. Okay, this those three. I still have to finish handmaid's still. I'm so bad. Oh my god, me too. I haven't seen it. Yeah. No, no, no. Tell me lies. You have to watch Tell Me Lies on Hulu. <laughs> okay. Think about circa 2006 through 2011. So on they Hulu? Play it. Yes. It's really good. And the guy who's the lead in that, the guy who plays Steven, guess whose son he is? Peggy Bundy's son. Aww, Katie Seagal. I love her. And Katie Seagal's in it as well. White Lotus is on what? HBO. Oh, we didn't talk about and it. Dangerous Liaison? Amazon Prime. Okay. What did we think about House of Dragon? Spoiler alert. Um, I liked it. What about you? I liked it. I'm just trying to see, like, how are we going to move 600 years after and get to that place where... I don't know. Right? Are they going to? I hope they do, like, like this seasons after, like, each house. Ooh, that's a good interest. No. Oh, right. But marketing-wise, that would be a good spinoff. Right? Not in this one. Like for Starks? It'd be Starks. I would love, I would watch the Starks, Lannisters. Lannisters. I don't know about, the, what other house? The ta- Tally, or what was it? Oh, yeah, Tully. No. No, no, no one cares about that. It's just. What about that freaking weirdo that Sansa had to marry? And he had his dogs eating people. <gasps> oh. That guy freaked me Was he a Baratheon? Out. Wasn't he a Baratheon? No, was he? Yes. Dude, he freaked me out. Like, every, every episode with him in it, I was just like, oh, God. Sansa Stark married who? Married Bolton House of Bolton. Nah, they were kind of boring. They, although but I want to see how why like why, why they turned out so crazy. Oh, and then the people Who's from the sea. Oh. Were they the Tully? No, the Tully House of Tully. Yeah, wasn't no. that what's his name? No, Sam was House of Tully. Oh, the other one, the one that was his penis got chopped off. Yeah, yeah, right? he's Lily Allen's brother, Alfie Allen. Yeah, Alfie. What who, he was House of what? That one doesn't really interest me. No, I mean... Remember the, the one where he was getting all his daughters pregnant? The other one? The yeah. house where he was getting all Wasn't his... that House of Tully? Oh, that was gross. I don't know. Was it? Let me see. Um, Television. Greyjoy. Oh, and then the World Cup. Do you like football, buddy? No, I don't. It's going to be a good lineup tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, yeah, send mm-hmm. us stories and tell us if other shows we should watch. Mm-hmm. Because there's one coming up soon. That we've been waiting for. Oh, the Wednesday one. And my new TV went up. I'm so excited. Ooh, how big is it? 86. (gasps) Shut up. Go big or go home. Yes. Can I come over and watch? Okay, season finales (laughs) of Marty's House. I always wanted a TV at least 80 inches. Dude, I I got lucky because I was looking for a sofa at Costco. And for some reason, I was like, let me just walk through this TV section and I was like, la, la, la. I wasn't expecting to buy one. And then I was on, I was like, oh, this is huge. And then I was like, what? <laughs> 600 bucks. What? What brand is it? LG. <gasps> smart. Shut up. LG. Ace. Yeah. And then I was like, this is, this isn't real. I had to like find someone. I didn't want to leave that spot. Like I was like, no, is this the last one? Like, why is that woman attached to the table? <laughs> why is she hugging that TV? <laughs> and then I was like, okay, sir something wrong with this like why is it only 600 and he was just like oh it's the last one there's no box for it it's the display and i'm all wrap it up and then he's like okay and yeah i got it and everybody all the workers are like oh i was i was eyeing it too and blah 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 okay and i guess that's what happens there like if it's the last one it's just like oh like, i don't care if it's not wrapped and i was like oh my i don't have to dispose of the box now 
Yeah. Money. So whenever House of Dragons come up, season oh, yeah. the season yeah. premiere, yeah. we'll buy a bunch of Thai yeah. food and go to your yeah. house and just watch like <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to wear glasses. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I love it. Oh, wait. Um, Or we could watch White Lotus. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need to catch up. Oh, season one and two. Okay. Although, you know what? I kind of like season two better than one. But for sure, like... Like, I always wanted to do that with Game of Thrones, like yeah. the season um, premiere and the finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, although it's kind of weird now because with Game of Thrones, you know, like, for example, when they had the Red Wedding, yeah. caught you out of fucking nowhere with mass murder. You're like, what just happened? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember. That I was, was so good, though. But that was like very shocking. You're like, <gasps> well, the funny like thing. Someone like kicked you in the lungs. Or yeah. Something. You're like, yeah. <gasps> No, no. So that one, what I was sitting and watching with my husband, who was not a Game of Thrones, and I'm like, I mean, you're, I'm like, dude, it took me like two seasons and a half to get the names. Yeah. He yeah. sat down and watched. It, it was the Red Wedding, Reigns of Castle, mm-hmm. and he's just sitting there, and all of a sudden, like, uh, what's her name? Um, Lady Stark mm-hmm. gets up, and then all of a sudden, the stabbing and the killing, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, and he's like, you're, you're like crying. I'm like. No, they're killing the Starks. <laughs> and then they stabbed his Rob Stark's wife, and then they killed Rob and everything. And I'm just like, he's like, I'm not watching this anymore. He never watched it again. <laughs> oh, no, just kidding. He watched it two more times. So then that happened, and I was like, fuck this. I don't want to watch. Like, what's going to happen? The Starks are dead. Yeah, everyone dies. Every episode, someone dies. Yeah. Well, and, and then the thing is, the next one he watched with me was when Jon Snow was killed. But then... Was it the same episode that he was killed and then he came back? I don't know. Or was it separate? I don't remember. Okay. and then when Separate, came, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, separate. yeah, separate. Because it was a season finale. That was so long ago. And then, and then when Jon Snow came back, I was just like... And then he came back and I was like, ah! I screamed. And, and he's like, what are you screaming about? I'm like, he's alive. Ghost brought him back. His, his dire wolf. Oh, yeah. So, anyways, but okay, hey. Well, we don't miss Game of Thrones at all. <laughs> right? All the ending was whatever. Yeah, it was underwhelming. But it was worth watching it. Yeah, I'm just but interested just to so see good. how they're going to make... I think that would be a good spinoff about like how... Also, when they... When the dad... And they put it on the stake, and I'm just like... Oh, Ned Stark? Oh, my God. I was just like, what? What? What's going on? Then no, but you know, you kind of found... You kind of knew yeah. Joffrey was a cunt at that point. Like little shit, you know, he's gonna be a fucking yeah. ass, but then it was awesome. Whose head did the, his his the dog was it the dog or the his dog's brother that's like smushed someone's head? Was it one of the sand people? I don't remember, I would have to rewatch it. It's fine, with though, us. but it's so good, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, um, in the House of Dragons, I thought like the girl, the lady in red, would be like part of it. Cause you know she's super old. Oh, that'd be cool if they show her. What's her name? Alessander or something. Melisander. Melisander. She's really pretty. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's what I'm. I'm interested to see. So that would be a good spinoff if they did like House of Stark, House of Lannister, mm-hmm. House not the House, maybe House of Bolton. Um, it seems as though this is the house of, uh, Targaryen. Yeah. So maybe that's what they are trying to, trying to get, like, a reading on the, because he's still finishing his last book. Till they're going to the prequels. Mm. I'm just curious to see how you're going to fast forward five, six hundred years to get to where we watch Game of Thrones. 
but maybe, I mean, it's maybe t- they won't. But it's maybe time is not the same concept yeah. back then. Yeah, kind of like the Bible. Yeah. Like, yeah. she was a hundred and fifty years old and mm-hmm. had four children. And you're like, what? Yeah, Mary got pregnant and she had a baby the next day. Mm-hmm. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> Joseph. By the way, you're a father tomorrow. <laughs> He's like, but I didn't even put it in. <laughs> Surprise! It's magic. <laughs> anyway, guys, happy holidays. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Hi, this is Mari from Cafecito con Crimen. And Bunny and Caro. Hello. <laughs> and we want you guys to email us any stories on spooky stuff. Or if you're housing a criminal in your basement. Zombies. Huh? Zombies? Zombies. Or... <laughs> a scary van? A scary ice cream truck? That... I would... No, it can't be ice cream because I love ice cream. No, but then... then oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just kidding. There just kidding. Commercial. Anyway, send us an email at cafecitoconcrimen at gmail.com. And send us any stories if you're related to anybody oh. that you've had any stories about. Your if neighbor. If your neighbor, if your relative, we don't have to say your name. So no story is too little and no story is too long. And we'll respect your confidentiality yes. if you want us to. You can send us the story via email, like Mari said, cafecitoconcrimen at gmail.com. Or you can also DM it mm-hmm. via Instagram or you can send us a private message through Twitter. Wow. But yeah. También quería recordarles que no se les olvide de mandarnos sus cuentos a cafecitoconcrimen.com. Si conocen un tío que se le pasa la mano a veces. Uy. <laughs> o si conocen un vecino, un fulano, alguien, un conocido, o a lo mejor ustedes hayan sido un testigo de algo, mándenos un email o mándenos un mensaje por Instagram, Cafecito con Crimen, o con Twitter también un mensaje privado. Cualquier historia está bien. Yeah. Larga o corta, todo es importante. Y respetamos la privacidad de ustedes. ¿Ok? Hola, soy Caro. Y Mari. Y estamos hablando que Mari... Oh, estamos hablando que Mari compró un teatro para su casa uh-huh. de 80, 86 pulgadas. 86 pulgadas. Fuck. Y vamos a ver todos los, uh, nuestros programas favoritos de ahora en adelante en su casa. Bueno, el estreno y el final. Y tienen que ver House of Dragon. Y el cuento que vamos a hablar hoy es basado en una serie en Netflix... Serie o película en Netflix que se llama The Good Creo Nurse. Que es serie. ¿Es una serie? No, creo que es una película. Okay. Pero es de Netflix llamado The Good Nurse. Mm-hmm. Con, y um, Just, Jessica Chastain y Eddie Redmayne. Um, se llama de Charles Es de Charles Cullen, un asesino en serie estadounidense. No el, no el Edward Cullen. No el de Twilight. No el vampiro que era muy brillante. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Uh, Charles Cullen nació el 22 de febrero de 1960 en West Orange, New- Nueva Jersey. Se crió en una familia católica de clase trabajadora, al men- el menor de ocho hijos. Su padre, Edmund, un conductor de autobús, murió el 17 de septiembre del 60, cuando Charles tenía siete meses. Más tarde, Cullen describió su infancia como miserable y afirmó haber sido acusado constantemente por sus compañeros de escuela y los novios de sus hermanas. Cuando tenía nueve años, hizo el primer de muchos intentos de suicidio bebiendo productos químicos de un juego de química. Wait, ¿cómo, cómo recordaría que fue, que su infancia fue miserable? Si normalmente la gente no tiene memoria hasta 
como 4 o 5 años. De repente, él está diciendo... Oh, porque se murió su papá cuando él era baby. So, so de, de, ahí, de esa fecha en adelante le fue mal. Sí. Pero son los que usan esas excusas. Oh, ya, yeah, siempre son. La madre de Colin, Florence Colin, nació en Inglaterra y emigró a los Estados Unidos después de la Segunda Guerra Mundial. Murió en un accidente automovilístico el 6 de diciembre del 77 a la edad de 55 años, cuando Colin estaba en su último año de secundaria. Colin recordó la muerte de su madre como devastadora y describió estar molesto porque el hospital no le informó de inmediato sobre su muerte y cremaron su cuerpo en lugar de devolverlo. El año siguiente, Colin abandonó la escuela secundaria y se alistó en la Marina de los Estados Unidos, donde sirvió a bordo del submarino USS Woodrow Wilson. Pasó con éxito el entrenamiento básico y los rigurosos exámenes psicológicos requeridos para las tripulaciones de submarinos, que se esperaba que pasaran hasta dos meses sumergidos en un barco pequeño. Colin ascendió al rango de suboficial de segunda clase como parte del equipo que operaba los misiles Poseidon de la nave. No encajó durante su tiempo en la marina y sus compañeros de tripulación lo intimidaron e intimidaron. Lo intimidaron. Ya. 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 Un año después de su servicio, el principal suboficial de Colin a bordo de Wilson lo descubrió sentado en los controles de misiles con una máscara quirúrgica, guantes y bata en lugar de su uniforme. Colin fue disciplinado por esa, por esa acción, pero nunca explicó por qué se había vestido de esa manera. La Armada reasignó a Colin a un trabajo de menor presión en el buque de suministro. Intentó suicidarse y fue internado en la sala psiquiátrica de la Marina varias veces durante los años siguientes. Colin recibió la alta médica de la Marina en el 84 por razones no reveladas. Um, había pedido, perdido la cabeza. Poco después de su alta, Colin se matriculó en la Escuela de Enfermería del Hospital Mountainside en Montclair, New Jersey. Elegido presidente de su clase de enfermería, se graduó en el 86 y comenzó a trabajar en la unidad de quemados del Centro Médico St. Barnabas en Livingston. Mientras tanto, Colin conoció y se casó con Adrian Baum en el 87. Su hija, la primera de dos niñas, nació en ese, ese mismo año. Sin embargo, la esposa de Colin se inquietó cada vez más por su comportamiento inusual y su abuso de los perros de la familia. En el 93, ella presentó una orden de restricción contra él por temor a que pudiera ponerle en peligro a ella y a sus dos hijos. Afirmó que Colin había enriquecido las bebidas de las personas con líquido para encendedores, quemado los libros de su hija y dejado a sus hijas con una niñera durante una semana. Colin negó estas afirmaciones y dijo que su esposa estaba exagerando. Sin embargo, ella siguió insistiendo en que Colin tenía una enfermedad mental. Los asesinatos. Los primeros asesinatos que luego confesó Colin ocurrieron en St. Barnabas. El 11 de junio del 88, administró una sobredosis letal de medicación intravenosa a un paciente. Colin finalmente admitió haber matado a varios otros pacientes en St. Barnabas, incluyendo un paciente de SIDA que murió después de, de haber recibido una sobredosis de insulina. Colin dejó St. Barnabas en enero del 92, cuando las autoridades del hospital comenzaron a investigar las bolsas intravenosas contaminadas. Más tarde, la investigación determinó que Colin probablemente había sido el responsable, lo que resultó en la muerte de decenas de pacientes en el hospital. 
Una mes después, un mes después de dejar sin Barnabas, Cullen tomó un trabajo en el Hospital Warren en Phillipsburg, donde asesinó a tres ancianas con sobredosis del medicamento para el corazón dixógena. Su última víctima dijo que un enfermero astuto la había inyectado mientras dormía. Sin embargo, los miembros de la familia y los proveedores de atención médica en el hospital descartaron sus comentarios como infundados. Al año siguiente, Cullen se mudó a un apartamento en un sótano en Phillipsburg después de un divorcio constancioso de su esposa. Más tarde, Cullen afirmó que quería dejar de ser enfermero en el 93, pero los pagos de manutención de niños ordenados por la corte lo obligaron a seguir trabajando. En marzo del 93, Cullen irrumpió en la casa de un compañero de trabajo mientras ella y su hijo pequeño dormían, pero él se fue sin despertarlos. Luego comenzó a acosar a a la mujer, quien presentó una denuncia policial en su contra. Posteriormente, Cullen se declaró culpable de allanamiento y recibió un año de libertad condicional. Al día siguiente de su arresto, hizo otro intento de suicidio. Cullen se tomó dos meses sin trabajar y fue tratado por depresión en dos centros psiquiátricos. Sin embargo, intentó suicidarse dos veces más a finales del año. Ese septiembre, una paciente de cáncer de 91 años en el hospital, Hospital Warren, informó que Colin, que no era su enfermero asignado, había entrado a su habitación y le había inyectado una aguja. Ella murió al día siguiente. Su hijo protestó porque su muerte no fue natural y el hospital administró una prueba de detección de mentiras a Colin y varias otras enfermeras que pasó. Colin continuó trabajando en Warren hasta la primera, primavera siguiente. Colin comenzó una temporada de tres años en la unidad de cuidados intensivos del Centro Médico Hunterdon en Flemington. Afirmó que no le hizo daño a nadie durante los primeros dos años allí. Sin embargo, los registros hospitalarios de este periodo habían sido destruidos en el momento de su arresto en el 2003. Colin admitió haber asesinado a cinco pacientes entre enero y septiembre del 96, nuevamente con sobredosis de dixógena. Luego encontró trabajo en el Morristown Memorial Hospital, pero pronto fue despedido por bajo rendimiento. Colin permaneció desempleado durante seis meses y dejó de hacer pagos de manutención infantil. Después de buscar tratamiento para la depresión en la sala de emergencias, fue admitido brevemente en un centro psiquiátrico. En febrero del 98, Colin fue contratado por el Centro de Rehabilitación y Enfermería Liberty en Pennsylvania donde atendió a una sala de pacientes dependientes de respiradores. Allí fue acusado de dar medicamentos a los pacientes, pacientes en horarios no programados. Fue despedido luego de ser visto a entrar a la habitación de un paciente con jeringas en la mano, encuentro que dejó al paciente con un brazo roto. Colin provocó la muerte de un paciente en el Hospital Liberty que se atribuyó a otra enfermera. Después de, estar en Liberty, después de dejar a Liberty, Colin trabajó en el Hospital Easton desde noviembre del 98 hasta marzo del 99. El 30 de diciembre del 98 asesinó a otro paciente. Un forense analizó de sangre mostró cantidades letales de dixógena en la sangre del paciente, pero una investigación interna dentro del hospital no fue concluyente. La evidencia no apuntaba definitivamente a Colin. Incluso con su historial de instabilidad mental y el número de muertes durante su empleo en varios hospitales, Colin siguió encontrando trabajo debido a la escasez nacional de enfermeros. Además, aún no exigía ningún mecanismo de notificación para identificar a las enfermeras con problemas de salud mental o laborales. 
Las preocupaciones de responsabilidad hicieron que los hospitales no estuvieran dispuestos a tomar medidas significativas. En marzo del 99, Colin tomó un trabajo en la unidad de quemados del Hospital Cedar Crest de Allentown, donde asesinó a un paciente e intentó asesinar a otro. Un mes después, renunció voluntariamente y tomó un trabajo en la unidad de cuidados cardíacos en St. Luke's, en Bethlehem. Durante los siguientes tres años, Colin asesinó al menos cinco pacientes y se sabe que intentó matar a dos más. El 11 de enero del 2000, una vez más intentó suicidarse encendiendo una parrilla de carbón en su bañera y esperaba sucumbir al envenenamiento por monóxido de carbono. Sus vecinos olieron humo y llamaron a los bomberos y la policía. Colin fue llevado a un hospital y un centro psiquiátrico. Nadie sospechaba que Colin estaba asesinando pacientes en St. Luke's hasta que un compañero de trabajo encontró viales de medicamentos en un contenedor de basura. Las drogas no eran valiosas fuera del hospital y al dado que no se usaban en el uso recreativo de drogas, el robo era muy inusual. Una investigación mostró que Colin había tomado el medicamento. St. Luke's le ofreció un trato para renunciar y recibir la recomendación neutral o ser despedido. Renunció y fue escoltado fuera del edificio en junio del 2002. Más tarde, siete de sus compañeros de trabajo alertaron al fiscal del distrito del condado de Leji sobre sus sospechas de que había usado drogas para matar pacientes. Los investigadores nunca investigaron el pasado de Colin y el caso se abandonó nueve meses después. En septiembre del 2002, Colin comenzó a trabajar en la unidad de cuidados intensivos en Somerset Medical Center, New Jersey. Comenzó a salir con una mujer local en esa época, pero su depresión empeoró. Colin había matado al menos a 13 pacientes e intentó matar al menos a uno más a mediados del 2003 usando la misma droga, insulina y epinefrina. El 18 de junio del 2003 intentó sin éxito asesinar al paciente de Somerset, Philip Greger, quien luego fue dado de alta y murió seis meses después por causas naturales. Somerset comenzó a notar las irregularidades irregularidades de Colin cuando accedió a las habitaciones y registros computarizados de pacientes a los que no estaba asignado. Los gabinetes de dispensión de medicamentos computarizados del hospital mostraron que estaba solicitando medicamentos que no habían sido recetados a sus pacientes. Sus solicitudes de medicamentos incluían muchos órdenes que se cancelaron de inmediato y muchas solicitudes con minutos de diferencia. En julio del 2003, el director ejecutivo del sistema Advirtió a los funcionarios de Somerset que al menos cuatro sobredosis sospechas, sospechosas indicaban la posibilidad de que un empleado estuviera matando a los pacientes. Cuando un paciente en Somerset murió de un nivel bajo de azúcar en la sangre en octubre del 2003, el hospital, el hospital alertó, alertó a la policía. Ese paciente fue la víctima final de Cohen. Los funcionarios estatales criticaron al hospital por no informar sobre una sobredosis de insulina no fatal administrada por Colin en agosto. Una investigación sobre su historia laboral reveló sospechas pasadas sobre su participación en muertes de pacientes. Somerset despidió a Colin el 31 de octubre del 2003, aparentemente por mentir en su solicitud de empleo. La enfermera Amy Logren alertó a la policía después de alarmarse por los registros de acceso a medicamentos de Colin y sus vehículos con la muerte de pacientes. La policía lo mantuvo bajo vigilancia durante varias semanas hasta que terminaron su investigación. 
Los investigadores asignaron a Logren para que visitara Cohen después del horario de trabajo y hablara con él mientras ella usaba un micrófono. Con esa evidencia, la policía había producido suficiente causa probable para el arresto. Cohen fue arrestado en un restaurante el 12 de diciembre del 2003 y acusado de un cargo de asesinato y un cargo de intento de asesinato. El 14 de diciembre admitió ante los detectives que había asesinado a Florian Gaw y había intentado asesinar a Jin Kyun Han, ambos pacientes en Somerset. Además, Cohen les dijo a los detectives que había asesinado hasta 40 pacientes durante su carrera de 16 años. En el abril del 2004, Cohen se declaró culpable de matar a 13 pacientes y de intentar matar a otros dos mediante, mediante inyección letal mientras trabajaba en Somerset. Como parte de su acuerdo, Cohen prometió cooperar con las autoridades si no buscaban la pena de muerte por sus crímenes. Un mes después, se declaró culpable. En noviembre del 2004, Cohen se declaró culpable en un tribunal de Allentown de matar a seis pacientes e intentar matar a otros tres. En repetidas ocasiones, interrumpió el proceso burlándose del juez con el canto. Su señoría debe renunciar. Cohen recibió la orden de ser inmovilizado y amordazado. El 2 de marzo del 2006, Cohen fue sentenciado a 11 cadenas perpetuas consecutivas por el juez hasta el año 10 de junio y, es, y no será elegible para libertad condicional hasta el 10 de junio del 2388. Actualmente está recluido en la prisión estatal de New Jersey. El 10 de marzo del 2006, Cohen fue llevado a la sala del tribunal del presidente del condado de Leahy para una audiencia de sentencia. Um, en esta audiencia, Platt le dijo seis cadenas perpetuas adicionales. Como parte de su acuerdo de culpabilidad, Cullen ha estado trabajando con los agentes del orden público para identificar víctimas adicionales. Sus motivos. Cullen declaró de que había administrado una sobredosis a los pacientes para evitar que sufrieran un paro cardíaco respiratorio. Le dijo a los detectives que no podía soportar ser testigo escuchar acerca de los intentos de salvar la vida a una víctima. Cohen también declaró que les dio sobredosis a los pacientes para poder terminar con su sufrimiento y evitar que el personal del hospital los deshumanizara. Sin embargo, no todas sus víctimas eran pacientes terminales. Se esperaba que algunos como Gao se recuperaran antes de que Cohen los matara. En lugar de ser analgésicos y estimulantes comunes, cuyo acceso estaba estrictamente regulado por los hospitales debido a su valor como drogas callejeras, Cullen optó por usar como sus herramientas preferidas drogas como la dixógena y la insulina, que tenían poco uso fuera de su entorno hospitalario. hospitalario. Y ya, como les dijimos, esta es una serie que se llama The Good Nurse en Netflix. Y la deben de ver. Y también hay varios, varios documentales. Pero de todas maneras, um, felices fiestas, el Día del Pavo. Y si tienen cuentos o de miedo o de crimen, por favor nos mandan un email a cafecitoconcrimen.com. Y pongan, pónganse las pilas. Sí, gracias por escuchar. Chao. Chao.